welcome to The Fulfillment Project. I'm your host, Sarah Fennell, international fitness model and former IFBB Pro figure athlete, turned personal development sponge, entrepreneur, and online marketing junkie. I want to have it all in life, and I am not afraid to admit it. This show is for high-performing, high-vibing humans who are ready to take action, step through their fears, and up-level their life and business. Join me as we take one more step closer to that today. Welcome back to the show. I have a delight for you today. Rachel Benton is uh, here on the episode with me. Rachel's someone who I've personally hired to help my own personal growth. And I just had to have her come on the show because the work she does, it's so amazing for women entrepreneurs to increase their confidence, step into their true self, get rid of all those anchors holding them back and actually be the awesome rocking business owner that they want to be. Right, Rachel? Like we all want to, we all want to rock it. We really do. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. Um, before we dive into so much goodness, um, why do you feel that it's important for someone to work on their personal development while being a business owner? Because being a business owner really, really triggers every part of you. It really triggers a lot of the experiences that you went through and the feelings that you've gone through and in your entire life. And they really, they, they, they get you stuck. And not working on your personal development really holds you back in your business. It really keeps you stuck and doesn't, it, it, keep, it keeps you playing small, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, I always joke that, you know, being a business owner, it's like you're thrown into personal development without even realizing it because it brings up all, all your shit, basically. It really, it's really true. And I always say your business will only grow, grow as much as you do. Mm-hmm. Yes. So start working on your personal development. Yeah. Um, and, and one thing that I've realized and, and why, you know, we bring personal development into our coaching too, and why, like, I love aligning with people like you to help myself because the action, like knowing what to do, like all the action and the logic, like the stuff that I teach, right? Like the strategies and the marketing, like you need that. But in order for you to actually execute on that properly, you need to be confident in your ability to show up. You really do. You yeah. really, really do. You need to be anchored. And you really need to dig and be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. Awesome. So I want to unpack, you've got an awesome system. Um, You coach so well. You have a great way of getting people to really identify where their blocks are. But before we jump into all that juiciness, uh, let's, you know, hear a little bit about yourself. Um, You know, you you and I have a similar story where we kind of just like quit life and like moved and started over again. Um, And you've, you've had a couple different businesses. So why don't you take us back to, it was Ottawa that you were living in, I believe? It was. Um, I quit life twice in, in my life. And I think I need to even go back before then where um, I decided when I was a child, I decided that it wasn't safe to be seen. And so at that point, I decided to start putting on barriers and not letting people see who I truly was because for me, it was safer to hide. And so I became this chameleon. And I became and, and became what everybody else wanted me to be, never actually stopping to see who I wanted to be. And it's in my late 20s. Um, I woke up one day. I was engaged. I was living a life that I wasn't happy in. And I realized I didn't have a voice. 
I wasn't leaving my footsteps. I was walking in everybody else's footsteps but my own. And that was my first time that I quit life. I decided to leave that relationship. I quit my job. I moved out on my own, living on my own for the very first time in my entire life. And I picked up my pieces and I just kept going. And this is when personal development came into my life. And I started really working on who I am, trying to take off the layers so that I can, I can start a relationship with myself. And so the thing about personal development is when you're not doing it constantly and you're not doing the work every day, you tend to take a few steps back. And that's what happened to me. I went back hiding and I started putting the layers on again and without realizing it just, it just happened because I wasn't doing the work that I needed to be doing at that time. And it's about six and a half years ago. Now I woke up in the middle of the night with a calling on my heart that said, it's time for you to move. I was working as a, I was working in a corporate environment in a big job that wasn't fulfilling me, that was so stressful and it was taking a toll on my health. And I woke up at 6am that morning and I was like, Phew, it's time. And so I walked into my work that day. I gave three months notice. I put my house up on the market and I started just dotting my I's and crossing my T's and I picked up and I moved here where I am today in Southern Ontario and for family, there were some family reasons as well. But in this whole process, I ended up buying a retail store, which I owned for five years. And so that was a whole story all on its own, becoming my own um, boss. I was, became a business owner. And this is something that I wanted to do forever. And um, it was so fulfilling. It was so great. And then uh, five years after, I closed for different circumstances. But then I woke up one morning and I didn't have a purpose because I had linked my self-worth to my work and me not working meant that I was a nobody, which meant that I, I had no purpose. So I didn't know what to do with myself. And I was having a conversation with a girlfriend and she's like, Rach, you have a clean slate. What is it that you've always wanted to do? And I, without hesitation, I it was life coaching. And I decided 10 years ago that I wanted to become a life coach, but I never thought I was good enough. I never thought that people would be able to would take me seriously or want to work with me. All of these not good enough, the limitations came out. And so I never did it. And so I'm a very heart-centered individual, like you know. Um, and so I started looking for a program that was heart-centered. I wanted something that was um, spiritual. I wanted something that spoke to my heart. And so when I found the program that I took, Heal Your Life, so it's the Louise Hay philosophy, it's the work that she's put out in the world, we, I, I signed up and I went and got certified as a Heal Your Life life coach. And I've been doing that now for a year and a half and I've been growing my business and um, it's just, it's just been wonderful, but it was to rebuild the life that I wanted to create. It was to rebuild and find the confidence and work on myself and actually do the work. Cause we dabble, right? We dabble in, we dabble out, but it was to actually commit and do the work and say, I am worth it. And I'm going to move forward doing this. And that's exactly what I've done. And it's been absolutely wonderful. Yes. I love what you just said there, like to do the work. And I was like that for years too. You read this book, you read that book, you got like five different topics on the go. 
Now, when you say do the work, like what does that mean? Because I think a lot of people, they're, they're in the dabbling stages. Like if they're running a business, that of course they want to better themselves. Maybe they've, you know, they listen to Tony Robbins and they're, they're, they've almost, it's like the gateway to personal development has been there for them. But like, how do you go deeper? So what does doing the work really mean? It's actually taking the work that you learn and to apply it to your life. And so for me, this looks like a morning routine. I have a morning routine where I work out for a half hour. I meditate for a half hour. I do some affirmation work. I do some mirror work. I set an intention for my day. I take some time during my day. I get, I go outside. I spend time with nature. I take my dog out for a walk. I listen to podcasts. I nourish my mindset, right? It's, it's to really take in the things that bring you joy, that keep you grounded, that keep you sane, and to apply them to your everyday over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's the intention of really doing the work on yourself. And I know I think that's hard for, uh, you know, I know myself as a business owner, sometimes I put myself last. Mm -hmm. And when we continue to do that, we, we end up in the same cycle. Right. We really do. And then you burn out, right? You don't actually take the time to nourish yourself, to nourish your mind, to nourish your, bo- your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so I know that you work with women on really, you know, recorrecting sabotaging behaviors. Right. Um, and, and they're usually done on such a, a subconscious level. So let's just talk about the difference between conscious and subconscious. For sure. If, if you want to explain that just to help our, our listeners a little bit more understand. Definitely. So your subconscious mind is the mind that is always working. It's what's working in the background. It's everything that you've learned between the ages of zero and seven. So when you're zero, well, when you were born to seven years old, everything that you were taught, everything that you experienced, everything you heard and felt at that time has been ingrained in that subconscious mind. And your subconscious mind is what leads your actions. And so when you're going out into your everyday, you're being triggered by different emotions, by um, different experiences. It's your subconscious mind that's taking over. Okay. It's making you, um, you're literally reacting from a childlike experience because that is what your subconscious does. Your conscious mind is your logic mind. It's what is what's what you're aware of. It's what it's where you make your conscious decision. It's where you can see something and you this is blue, this is red, this is these are the facts. This is how your conscious mind works. And so what you want to be doing between the conscious mind and your unconscious mind is to be able to go back in your unconscious mind to know where these beliefs come from, where those thoughts come from, so you can bring them up to your conscious mind. So that you can have a look at them and start changing them. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, And when I started to learn about the unconscious mind, I think it was like three or four years ago of really understanding it. That's when like I really started like diving into work and why like I'm always looking to work with people like you (laughs) because we all like we all have stuff and, you know, you can have a great childhood, but like we all have stuff. Mm-hmm. And whether that was like your mom left you crying in your crib and you internalize that as abandonment or something. Oh and yeah. And all these little things that you might not notice are affecting your everyday. They're affecting 
your habits, they're affecting your behaviors, they're affecting your reactions. And so you really want to go back and to see all these little things, because like you said, you might think that you've had this amazing childhood, but you might have put feelings on a situation. You might have created a story around the situation to make yourself feel better, but then that story is not true. Mm -hmm. And so it's to really start seeing the difference between what really happened and what importance you put on it. Yeah. Um, And once I started to really look at the mind as like a computer program. And so your, your software, like your program was set between, you know, I think you said zero to seven. Yeah. Yeah. And so if we understand that and you realize you've been operating out of that same software, that same operating system since you were seven years old, you know, basically we're, we're, we're children running around. We really are. We We really are. And so if you think about the mind as a computer, you're like, okay, well, if I can uh, reprogram a computer, if I can update that software, why can I not do that with myself? Exactly. And and that's the work, right? Like that's the work. work. Let's reprogram and update that damn software. That's so old. And it's so important because like you said, we're running around as a seven-year-old child all the time, which means that we're acting out like a seven-year-old child, we're making decision from that mind, from that, from that space. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the work you and I are doing is, is a lot of inner child um, healing and work. And it's, it's fascinating when you start to uncover these things about yourself and you start to connect the dots and you're like, oh, that happened because of this. And this makes more sense now. And, you know, you've got, you've got these five steps that you, or these five phases that you really take people through. Um, so why don't you list off, like list off the five steps and then, and then we'll go in talking about each of them. For sure. And so my method is called the successful self transformation method. Um, this is a method that I've put together with my own experience, what has helped me with my training and um, some of the modalities that I've learned throughout the years. And so you have five steps, like you were saying, you have discover the self, you heal the self, awareness of the self, transform the self and embody your true self are the five steps. Mm-hmm. And so when you're discovering the self, it's all about going back and looking at your belief system, the thoughts that are, that are driving you. What are your habits? What are your patterns? What are your sabotaging behaviors? Because we all have them and we really start discovering what is driving us? What is our driving force? What is making us move forward? And how are we doing it? And then at that point, we get to really go back when you start noticing where these are coming from, you get to start healing that place, you get to start um, developing a relationship with that side of yourself, where you get to recreate it, right? You spend time there, you feel the emotions that you need to feel. And you start healing that part of yourself, which then opens up your awareness, right? And when you start being aware, you can see the triggers coming. You know what's triggering you. You know which habits are coming up. You know which behaviors are going to keep you stuck. And you really start being aware and noticing around you what is going on so that you can be on top of it. And that's awareness is the key. Awareness is the key to change. As soon as you become aware, you can't take that back. You can only move forward, right? And then at that point, you get to start transforming the self. You get to rewrite your story. What does your story, what is the ideal story of your life? You get to change the ending. 
And that's so powerful. And it's so much fun to do and to see people dream big because you can. And so you rewrite that story. And then I take you through this beautiful strategizing and planning out your future where you meet your future self. You get to sit with her. You get to have a conversation. You get to tap into her wisdom and then bring all that back to today. And you get to start stepping into her, which is the embodiment part where you get to step into and embody that person, that beautiful future self that you want to be. And once you, you do this entire process, you can take this to every area of your life, right? And when you're bringing it into business, you really get to remove the limitations that you've put on yourself so that your confidence can grow and you can do the things that you need to do to grow that business, to do this, the, the strategizing aspect, to do the marketing aspect, right? But until you do all these and you remove these limitations, they just keep you stuck. Yeah. Oh, I love your system. It's, it's so great because it takes, like, everybody envisions a, a better life for themselves. We all want change. Human beings, we're, we're growth focused. We are. Um, whether it's intentional or not, we're always trying to better our life. And I think far too many people are focused on like the embodiment, like the last step. They're like, I want this and I want my life to be like this. And they're trying to make change without ever going through the process of discovering who they really are, where they came from, what is jumbled around in their head and the stories, and then healing that so that they can actually make the change. So true. And so, so you take, so yeah, you take people on like the opposite direction of what they're trying to do on their own. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to talk about the discover the self uh, a little bit deeper. Cause I think like that's the, like, that's a stepping stone for all of it. You know, it really you, is. Yeah. Why do you feel like a lot of people don't really know who they are or why they might not even like stop to like, think about this phase. And okay. This is going back again to your childhood and going through the things that you've gone through. You put on some layers, you create stories. And you do this without realizing it. You create stories in your life and these stories you create are there to keep you safe. And so when you're going about your day, you've created stories about fears that you might have gone through, things that have gone through in your life. You, you've created stories about limitations, right? All of this is there to protect you. Right. But when you really start digging into that part of you and why it's so important is because you want to start removing what is not true. We've created our lives on stories that we've created that, if you looked at it in a different perspective, could completely change your life. And if you're looking at it as an adult, you will have a different understanding than when you went through it as a child. Mm -hmm. Right. And so when you start removing those layers and you start asking yourself, is this story really true? Is this how I want to live my life? You realize that a lot of the things that you that are driving you, the, the person that you're showing up as is not who you want to be. And so if you start looking at how you show up with your friends, how you show up at work with your family, you're always wearing different masks. And it's to start being aware of which mask you're putting on and why. Why is that mask on? What's it protecting you from? Why do you need protection? And what is that other person triggering inside of you that you need protection from, right? Mm -hmm. But people don't actually stop to think, who am I, right? They just go about their day, they do their thing. But 
to really, really stop because at the end of the day, you're not your labels. You're not the roles you play. You're not your emotions, right? So to really start digging and saying, who am I underneath all of these? If I was to lose everything tomorrow, who's left standing? Mm -hmm. What do I have to offer? Right? Yeah, that can, um, even me, I, I, that kind of triggered me that question right there. Um, cause I'm like you, like with your story, um, a lot of my self-worth, um, was around productivity and achievement and, and work. And when you strip away all of that exterior stuff, you're like, well, crap, like, well, where, where do I get my worth from? And I love like what you do is make people see like the worth is not on the exterior. It's, it's on the interior. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and so if we were to talk about like, what are the, and I know self-worth is one of them. What are some of the main reasons why women struggle to either get their business going or get it to the next level? Because the work you do is the difference between success and non-success. If, if we're talking about from a business perspective and, and I see this with clients all the time, I can have two clients who have the exact same circumstance. Um, they get the exact same knowledge from me and strategy and one freaking takes off and just rocks it. And the other one struggles. Mm-hmm. And, and the difference is all of these beliefs jumbled up. So what are the top ones that you see uh, business women struggle with? For sure. Um, three of the three things that I want to point out. Yeah. Self-worth, belief in themselves and the self-love, self-love, self-acceptance. Those are the three things that drive human beings. Okay. And so in business, the comparison game, that is huge, right? You go in, especially with social media, people go on, they start comparing everything, which then makes them doubt themselves, makes them question every decision they take, but then really makes them wonder, am I cut out for this? And so a lot of people retreat because it's easier to retreat, putting themselves on video. That really, and you know that too, that really, really comes and digs at people. It really pulls hard at people because not a lot of people are comfortable putting themselves on video. And so to start noticing, right, there's a bit of lack of confidence there. And do you trust, do you believe in the message that you're saying? Do you trust in who you are and how you are coming up and uh, delivering this message, right? There's a lot of that going on. Um, setting boundaries. This is something I think everybody has a hard time with. They're always saying yes to please other people when really they don't have the time or they really don't want to be doing this. So they're not doing it lovingly. They're not doing it positively or correctly because they really don't want to be part of that. Right. Um, What else can I say? There's, um, that was great. That was, yeah. Like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I know. Like, cause I, I see this all the time with the people are afraid to go on a video and maybe they don't want to be seen. Um, they're afraid of failure. Um, they're uh, the, the perfectionists, like all oh, yeah. of the, all of this is so, so, so deep rooted. Um, and, and it's interesting And before you can actually discover yourself, sometimes you don't even realize that these are the things that are actually holding you back, right? Like if we knew what was holding us back, we would work to correct it, but it's, it's discovering yourself. It's healing it. Then awareness of all of it, then you can transform and just embody it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how have you found 
um, you know, cause with your story, you know, not safe to be seen, um, you know, your self-worth was tied up in your work. So how have you seen yourself transform, you know, with this work of needing to show up in marketing and, and, and the work that you've done on yourself? It's been incredible. Uh, if you, if you knew me a year ago, I'm not the same person because of all of everything that I'm doing. And you know, cause I've worked with you and I'm still working with you, but the putting myself on video was huge for me. And because I had this fear of being seen. And so if I was to put myself on video and be vulnerable and let other people see that I wasn't perfect because perfectionism is one of my labels. If I, if people were seeing that I wasn't perfect, then that my self-worth really took a hit there. And so I started putting myself on, putting myself on camera and the first few times it was hard. It was, is really difficult. And the body reaction afterwards and the shaking and the quivering, it's, it's, it's all true. It's, it's part of the, yeah. it's part of the process. And so it's true. It's really one of the biggest things I have to say is that I needed to reframe, rewrite my belief around vulnerability. And I had to change it from, vulnerability equals weakness to vulnerability equals courage and brave. And when I was able to do that, because people, the first thing they look at when they, when they meet you is they want to see your courage. They want to see you brave. And so when you're being vulnerable with them, they think you are courageous. They think you're brave, but when they look at themselves, they see it as a weakness. Mm, Right. And so I really, I really had to wrap my head around that and be like, people want to see me. People want to work with me. They don't want to work with the perfect version of me. They don't want to see this perfect version of me. They want to see me. They want to know that I've gone through some struggles because I have. They want to know that I've gone through stuff that they can relate to, but they also want to know that I understand them when they're talking to me. I see them. I I see them. I hear them. Right. And so it's, it's been really a big process of change for me and to just reframe and rewrite some of the beliefs that were really stuck in my unconscious mind. Yeah. I, I just love what you said there about, we want to see vulnerability in other people because it makes them human. And we're like, okay, I'm not alone. I'm not, I'm not a weirdo as well, <laughs> but yet we have such a hard time showing that. Yep. Oh my goodness. It's so yep. true. Mm-hmm. So true. Um, yeah. And, and, I, and I, I see that a lot with people with their marketing. Um, and so I want to point out some of the, some of the things and, and maybe, you know, the women listening here can be like, yes, that's me. Yes, that's me. You know, if you are afraid to raise your prices, that's usually a self-worth issue. If you're afraid to get out there for your marketing, it can be the perfectionist. It could be fear of being seen. Um, that could even be criticism, judgment on yourself. Um, the, uh, it may be like up leveling or adding a new system into your business. Um, it could be procrastination. Oh, that's huge. Is, is huge. a big, yeah. Um, and so, you know, when we have this conversation, it, I love the work that you do, but it, sometimes it can be hard to communicate exactly why someone might be stuck because we might say, you know, oh, I just don't like getting on video. 
but like that, that's not, that's not the problem. It's like, where is that rooted in? And so every area that we feel stuck in, we almost need to take it layers deep because it's never just the surface. It's never the surface. It's, it's never the second layer either. It's always deeper than that. And so if you're having a hard time putting yourself on camera, it's not you putting yourself on camera. It really has a rooted limitation that you have that means something else. And a lot of the times, and it's funny, you and I had that conversation earlier, a lot of the times it has to do with safety. It's a, you need to keep yourself safe. And so a lot of the times that's the underlayer that we don't always see is to keep ourselves safe. And we keep ourselves from doing things to make sure that we protect and stay safe. Yes. Um, I'd love for you to chat about the ego because mm. it's a lot of this comes down to your ego's there to keep you safe. But if we don't do this work, then the ego overrides us. Always, always. And the ego is so strong because we've let it rule our lives for so long because we didn't know better. And so when you start building a relationship with the ego for the longest time, I used to walk around saying, my ego and, my ego and I are fighting. <laughs> my ego and I are fighting right now. And somebody pointed it out to me and they're like, Rach, you can't be fighting with your ego because if you're fighting with your ego, you're never going to win. You got to build a relationship with your ego. And I was like, wow, yes, yes, I need to build a relationship with my ego. And so it's to start building that relationship with your ego to understand and digging deeper, finding out the root cause of a lot of your limitations, your fears, your behaviors will really come and help you understand why your ego is there, right? Your ego is there to protect you. And a lot of the times when we have emotional traumas in our lives, you, this is where your ego is built from. Okay. Mm -hmm. So to build that relationship with the ego, to understand, but to also take your power back and say, no, I'm not letting the ego control me. I choose to. I decide to do this. And when you start doing that, you're going to start seeing shifts in your life and you feeling more empowered to create what it is that you want. Yeah. Empowered is like the word that's screaming out to me right now. Um, Cause the more work I've done on myself, um, the more empowering it is. Cause once you realize like you literally have full control over how your life turns out or how it's going to be tomorrow. But we need to be the brave ones and say, I'm going to do this work on myself. I'm going to like lift the veil and see, you know, all the skeletons in my closet, basically. Yeah. And, and we got to be brave. Yes. Yes. Um, and so obviously, you know, and, and I know this, it's not like you just wake up one day and you're a completely different person. So what are some of the shifts that someone can see along this path of, you know, discovering embodying and healing themselves? The biggest shift they're going to see is positivity. So if you're living with a lot of negativity around you, if you're speaking a lot of negativity, this work will really help you shift into a more positive mode. And when you start being in a more positive mode, when you start being more like surround yourself with positivity, you see miracles, you see the magic happen. You see the people around you shift opportunities open up. Um, oh, it's, it's just so beautiful to see. And when you start changing your mindset, you start changing the thoughts that you have to more empowering thoughts that you want to create, 
the momentum is behind you. So when you get into the healing and when you start being aware, you have this momentum around you and you're ready to do this work. And I know this work scares a lot of people, but when you start seeing these little shifts, just and they could be small, small shifts every day, because that's what you want. You don't want big shifts because then that's a bit overwhelming. Small little steps, small little shifts every day. You're the moment is that you're going to want to keep going. You want to keep digging. You want, and you know this because you've been doing the work for so long. You want to know more. Yeah. You want to know what's stuck and what's keeping you struggling and holding you back. You want to know you're ready. Yeah. Cause when you really do the work, um, I find like life gets better. And as vague as that sounds, it's like, I'm, I'm happier. It, things just feel easier. Um, it, life doesn't feel like a struggle and painful and easy. Like easy is like the best word. And not that life is easy, but it's almost like you know how to be a better person showing up in your life. It's so true. And I would use also the word simple. Simple, yes. You simplify your life. And the things that used to bother you don't bother you anymore. You start seeing situation with a different eye and a different light and you don't let it affect you. Yeah. 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 Because um, like before I like started really doing this work and like seeing the transformation in my life, it's almost like you, we tolerate things in our life. We're like, though, that's just the way I am, or that's just the way this is, or that's just the way this relationship is. Um, yeah. And, and, and I think that we tolerate because we give up our control, mm-hmm. right? Like if we don't realize that we actually control everything in our life and not the control is like a, a tight strain, but like every decision and choice that you make is creating your reality. Right. And so when you learn that you actually have that control and whether it's how you show up in a conversation with someone, um, how you deal with conflict, how you deal with those things that maybe don't feel so good. Because a lot of times we just, we deflect or we ignore or, you know, we just want to like shove it under the, under the covers and not look at it. When you don't deal with life, it, life will feel hard. It really will. And when you start avoiding, life becomes um, boring. Yeah. Like you, you lose your happiness. You lose your, that oomph, that spark. Because you're avoiding the lessons that you're needing to learn to grow because we always want to be growing. Yeah. 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 Um, I always talk about this work as like, I feel awake now, Mm -hmm. right? Like I feel like I'm awake. I'm actively involved in every moment of my life because I'm conscious and I'm aware of every action thought that I take is creating my reality. And once you realize that, um, life becomes brighter, like it, it becomes brighter. Cause you feel like you're actually, because so many people are on autopilot and mm-hmm. they're just like going through the motions. And it, you know, whenever someone says like they're in a rut, it's because they are not actively it, it's showing up in their life. They're not. And they're not making the decision to get out of that rut. Yeah. What is it? Can you change? What can you shift? Yeah. What thought can you make better? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's why I like, I love people like you and um, you know, it's, it's funny cause like you're my client and I'm your client and I love like dual relationships with clients like that. Mm-hmm. Um, because no matter how many years you've been doing work on yourself, having a guide 
is key. Um, and that's one thing I've, the past couple of years is I always have a guide and I have multiple guides for different things because we can read books, which I think, you know, our own study is to pique curiosity and to really kind of like open up our awareness and maybe um, inform us of some things. But when you don't have a guide asking you the right questions or leading you in the right direction, this is when you almost end up in sabotaging behaviors. You you're do. Like, am I, <laughs> you spin. You're like, am I doing it right? What's wrong? What, like, should something be happening at this point? You're really unsure. And reading books are amazing. But if you're not putting the work into action, because a lot of people will read the book and then they put the book down and they pick up another one and they never actually implement what they just learned, mm-hmm. right? And so a guide brings you through asks you the questions and helps you do the work so that you can start incorporating it in your everyday. Yeah. yeah. And, and holding you accountable to it as well. Mm-hmm. And that's why like I have, I mean, I have a therapist, I have an energy worker, I have you, like I have all these people in my life to hold me accountable to, to grow into the person that I know that I can be. Mm-hmm. Um, because how many times, you know, left to our own devices, we're like, Oh, I'll do that tomorrow or I'll do it next week. Or, you know, I'll, you know, do this, this growth page, you know, next month, like, you know, you know what I mean? We procrastination at its finest. Yeah, Yeah, definitely one of my uh, my big things. I think, I think it's everybody's thing. I think everybody deals with procrastination at some level. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Mm. Um, thank you mm-hmm. so much, Rachel. Uh, well, thank like, you for this conversation. Of course. The work that you do is like so great and it's so needed. Um, I love, you know, connecting my listeners to people like you because like they need me to help them grow their business, but they need you so that they can actually show up as the person that they need to be in order to have the business that they want. For sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, where can we find you? Where can people learn more about you? Creep you out? Oh, uh, Instagram is where I hang out. At Rachel Benton Life Coach is the handle. You can check out my website, rachelbentoncoaching.com, or you can even send me an email. Yeah, cool. Yeah, if you want to go see her website, she has a really great description of, you know, the discover the self, heal the self, awareness, transform, embody. Um, You've got a great little blurb on exactly what those stages are. Uh, So rachelbentoncoaching.com. Awesome. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you. This is the Fulfillment Project. So what does fulfillment mean to you? To me, hmm, oh, it's you know what? Fulfillment for me is doing the things that bring me joy, doing the things and being from my heart. So doing things that speak to my heart, but also leading from my heart, showing up in my business with heart, showing up in my relationship with heart, and just being me without the layers. Mm. Just being me being seen, that is fulfillment. That is fulfillment for me. Yeah. Oh, I'm so on point with that. Like when you can like just be you. um, And like we were talking about this earlier, like when you don't do the work, life is actually exhausting. Oh, yes. (laughs) Because it's like- Energy draining. It's so energy draining because it's like you're showing up as something that is not truly you because of all these stories and layers and anchors that you've put on yourself. Yes. And we were talking about that earlier too, and it's how you hang on to these things and the amount of energy it takes to hang on to what doesn't speak to you, to what is not true is energy draining. It's it's exhausting. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Rachel. Thank you, Sarah. 
Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. You freaking rock. I love our community. I would love for you to join me over on Instagram. It is my favorite platform to hang out in. And if we're not connected, just find me, sarah.fennel. And I would also love for you to take a screenshot of this episode that you're listening to here today and throw in your stories, tag me, let me know what resonated with you the most. It helps me create more content for you moving forward. And always remember that we are in this together.